You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah. Don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. yeah. Hello everyone, this is Matt from Cincy Jungle, and you are listening to Coach Speak. Big time win for the Bengals this weekend over the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, they played a great game all around uh the defense really isn't getting enough credit i mean obviously burrow and chase put up some huge numbers but the defense only allowed three points to the kansas city chiefs in the second end of the half of that game uh great performance overall and just the way they limited travis kelsey and tyreek hill uh you know specifically really good job from uh, Marcus Bailey made some great plays underneath, you know, coming in and, you know, really instead of a starting linebacker uh, with uh, with Pratt, you know, coming off of the COVID list, uh, did a phenomenal job. You know, he's he's got a very bright future. He's excellent in coverage, um, and, you know, he's a really an unsung hero of this game. Trey Flowers did a great job uh, as well, especially when they, when they put him in man on Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, I think that's a big part of the reason that he's here. I guess part of the reason they brought him in is because he is a, a pretty big guy. You know, at the deep at the back position, he's got that athleticism. And, you know, the Bengals have lacked anybody that could really cover tight ends in the past. Obviously, they, they've had some problems with it this year, and since Flowers have been around as well. Um, and he certainly wasn't perfect in this game, but he did a really good job when they called him in that situation. Uh, and, of course, uh, a woozy uh, on Kelsey. Uh, awesome job following him into the slot even uh, when they were playing man. Fantastic job. This is uh, you know this is a defense that, that had a really good performance. Um, you know the the negatives are no turnovers uh, despite two you know two really good opportunities uh, from Apple and Hilton uh, to have a pick. Hilton's really could have been a pick six and no sacks, uh, but. We talked about it before the game that they needed to contain pass rush Mahomes. You know, sacks are great, but it's more about not letting him do what he does outside of the pocket and make big-time plays. And they did a really good job with that. Uh, and then, you know, also they struggled in the red zone, you know, particularly early in the game. Uh, but they got the red zone stop at the end when they really needed it um, and were able to you know, put the put the ball back into the offense's hands and, and let them win it with a field goal. So, uh, you know, those, those are a couple of key things. You know, we saw some breakdowns at the beginning of the game. Uh, you know, Bailey was out of position on one. There's another one where, where Wilson was out of position. Um, just little things where they picked up some yards here and there. We saw some communication issues that led to two scores. 
uh, including uh, Kelsey's touchdown. There's, you know, there's definitely uncertainty about who was covering who there, uh, and the touchdown that Apple gave up. He definitely thought he had help inside. Looked like he was trying to talk to Bates before the snap. Uh, so some confusion there. But those are things that they they worked out on the sideline. They worked out on the fly, and you know it didn't get them throughout the rest of the game. So. I think Lou Anaruma deserves a lot of credit. You know, he's a he's a guy that we have been very rough on, and um, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, that was one of the better called games uh, that I've seen a defensive coordinator make. Uh, I, I thought that was a fantastic game, and rewatching it several times, <laughs> three or four times now, uh, you know, they, like it, like it came to me, you know, gradually. And I was just like, geez, this is this is really good. Um, you know, they mix things up pretty well, uh, but mostly playing, you know, the, the soft zones that are often criticized, uh, but that, that allowed the defenders to come down, make tackles underneath, you know, prevent Hill specifically from turning short catches into big gains, which is something that Hill does, you know, and, and you want to talk about the value of that, just look at some of the things that Jamar Chase has done for the Bengals in recent weeks with relatively short passes turning them into big gains and, you know, really changing the game with those types of plays. So fantastic job on the defense. I'm spending a lot of time on this because, look, we talked about the offense, and, and it's obvious we see what Burrow and Chase did. Obviously, um, incredible performance by that pair. Um, but limiting this Chiefs offense and, uh, you know, holding them to three points in the second half of the game, Incredible, you know, incredible performance uh, by the defense. Obviously, some credit goes to the offense for for keeping the ball, for hanging onto the ball, uh, and limiting the number of times that Mahomes got his hands on it in the second half. Um, but you know, phenomenal job overall. I also want to talk about Zach Taylor. I mean, look, a lot of people have ripped on him when he doesn't go for it on fourth down. I even saw people on Twitter complaining about him not going for it on fourth down of the first half, uh, you know, in their own territory, you know. Um, and there is some validity to him being conservative in those situations. However, if you look at it, uh, he's conservative only early in the game. You know, in these situations, late in the game, when the game's on the line, uh, you know, that's when he pulls the trigger, you know, when it's really going to flip the game. So, really, that you know, to me, that makes a lot of sense. You know, that's what, you don't want to bury yourself early in the game, um, and get into you know a situation where you're really playing from behind because you set up the the other team with a lot of scores. Uh, you know, you need to go for it in situations where it's like, all right, this is it, we're going to win the game here. Um, and end of the game, you know, the, like that was that was the right call to make in my mind. If we play this out, we think about this a little bit. Let's say they kick a field goal, all right? And, you know, it's less than a minute left. So you're probably going to make the field goal. And, and if they don't make the field goal, which, you know, they ended up kicking the field goal and making it, so it doesn't you know, deserve a lot of time. But Kansas City has the ball. Not great field position, but, you know, still, you know, they're in a position where they, they can drive the ball and maybe get a field goal of their own. And that's all they need is a field goal to win the game. So, you know, that 
that's obviously not, not a great scenario. Uh, but you do make the field goal. You kick off. Uh, you've had one huge kickoff return that you gave up that you were lucky you got a holding call on. And you had, uh, you know, the kicker who's experiencing a little bit of tightness and, and isn't getting a, a ton of depth on those kickoffs. Uh, I mean, that, that's tough. Um, and, and now you're, you're looking at the scenario where you're up by three. You know, so all they have to do is get a field goal to take this thing into overtime. That That's tough to defend. You know, you can keep a team out of the end zone, but now you're covering the entire field because you got to prevent them, like, you know, two nice little chunk plays, and they're in field goal range. And they've got a minute, no timeouts, I get it, but it's still it's still tough, you know. And, and I think if you if you look at that, I, I think the game probably goes into overtime if you kick a field goal there. I think that's the most likely scenario. Um Maybe you win it in regulation. Um, you will probably keep them out of the end zone and prevent yourself from losing in regulation. But it only takes one play, you know, and we saw some big chunk plays out of them. And they've got guys like, like Hill and Kelsey. The Bengals were good at containing in this game, but it only takes one play to, to change that, to change the opinion on that. So that's how that scenario plays out. And you know, with the touchdown scenario, if they if they score the you know the touchdown and give you a minute, like so again they score the touchdown. Now it changes that that you're not just driving for a field goal, so it's going to be a situation where they have to score and they don't have the timeout. I feel a lot better about that. You know that that clock is ticking again. You got to worry about it because there's there's weapons. Uh, but the worst case scenario, if they score a touchdown, you're you're still going into overtime, and even if you don't get it, right? So if you don't get the touchdown, they still got to go 98 yards. Well, not really 98 yards. I mean, it's 98 yards to the end zone, but they get, they've got to go a significant distance. Uh, you're adding another chunk play that they've got to get in order to get into field goal range. And you're starting in their own end zone. You know, so there's a possibility of a safety there. Safety doesn't necessarily end the game because there's a very interesting on-site uh, kick uh, scenario that comes into play there, but it certainly, you know, gives you the lead, you know, it's another way to give you the lead, and that's probably not going to happen, but it puts a lot of pressure on them that, you know, Mahomes needs to think about whether or not he can scramble back there, you know, if you do get your first sack of the game, you know, uh, obviously that, you know, you get, you get the safety, maybe Mahomes is just throwing it real quick and, and somewhat errantly like he did on that, that final drive, uh, because he's worried about the situation. So there's a lot of things to consider there. I mean, all in all, I, th- I think they made the right decision. I think you've got to go for the, you got to go for the score there, because uh, I, I think it's all the scenarios that play out. I, I think that's the best one for you. I think it's the most likely to win, um, and the l- least likely, you know, to to get them in a, in a position where they're where they're losing it. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is I, I thought this is this is coach speak, and I, and I thought there was a. a Excellent job done uh, by the coaching staff in this game, offensively and defensively. And you know, obviously, that's what that's what it takes to uh, to win the, these big games and these big types of situations is getting performance out of both sides of the ball. I just want to point out uh, Troy Walters, uh, receivers coach Troy Walters. Zach Taylor mentioned him in the post game, uh, you know, and his role with game planning in the goal line. We don't. Like, Taylor's pretty tight lipped about 
who has what responsibility when it comes to those sorts of things. So um, that is an area where they have shown great improvement this year uh, with Troy Walters, you know, moving up to that position as receivers coach. So that was uh, that was good to hear, you know, because we don't really understand fully, I think, how, how this coaching staff interacts and how jobs are distributed. But um, obviously that's been a phenomenal coaching job as well, uh, an area where they've really stepped up. So moving on to this weekend's matchup, probably going to see a lot of people sitting. Um, and, you know, you might know more by the time you hear this than, than I know right now. Um, and, look, I think it's important to try and win this game, but it's more important to be healthy, you know, going into the playoffs. You can't uh, lose people going into the playoffs. You probably it looks like you're going to have a bunch of people on the COVID list anyway, so it's going to be tough. Um, but they need to approach this week and prepare to win this football game. You know, they need to work and practice to win this football game. That's how they need to be going about things because they need to stay in that habit, you know. And if it's Brandon Allen going out there trying to get the win, like that's what they need to do with it because you've got to keep that streak going, you know, keep going as if it's a playoff game. Um, you're going to have to be able to win four more in a row to, to reach your goal to win the Super Bowl here. So they better get used to, to piling these games together and going on a big win streak and preparing to win, fighting to win, even without some of your key players, uh, that's going to be a huge aspect of that. All right, so that is all my time for today. I am Matt Minnick for Coach Speak. Looking forward to a home playoff game for the Bengals. Exciting time to be a Bengals fan. Um, fantastic job last weekend, but not done yet. You know, Let's hope they keep rolling with this. Ravens fans thought that that was our Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Nobody's even talking about that game anymore. All right, and... Um, you know, now it's done. It's time to stop talking about this one and move on to the next one and get that playoff win, set up that playoff win here in a couple of weeks. Who day? Yeah, we coming forward with sours. Yeah, we coming forward with sours. You hear the crowd.